You are now in tune to a 726 Studio production. Yo, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Planet Josh. It has been a while since I've had this person on the podcast. We were supposed to be doing more than this, but it's almost been a year. Nonetheless, back on the show is my big cousin, Fern. How's it going? Man, it's going good. Damn, it's been a year? Almost. I, I just checked it. The last one went up like late February last year. Damn. I didn't think it was that long, but... Yeah, 2022 went by really fast. Like, really fast. And 2023 ain't going much slower either, so... Yeah, true indeed. Like, does time actually speed up? Does it feel like it's sped up? I feel like throughout my life, every year, just keeps on going faster and faster and faster. So with that said, it means that everything you wish to accomplish should come faster and faster and faster. I mean, that's one way to put it. But at the same time, if you're slacking, it's going to pass you by even faster too. So True. But what's considered slacking? Because hmm. sometimes the most productive thing I do is nothing. <laughs> How so? Like, when I want to be efficient and creative, those are two different things, right? Yeah. So, like, when I want to be creative, I tend to, like, not do a lot of things. I'll just sit here and watch TV, lay down, I do something. And then when I happen to get down into my creative thing, like, the ideas come instantly, right? It's, like, entertaining to be creative, right? But when you want to get things done, you know, you need the promptness of efficiency and shit like that. Because when you create something, that doesn't necessarily mean that you finish it, right? Like creating is like just starting. Then it requires a discipline to finish. But the creativity, that initial inspiration, that just comes out of nowhere. Facts. Like, like I think my best ideas come like, when I'm doing something that's not even related to it at all. Yeah. Like, so for instance, me, when I was working a nine to five, right. I used to be like, man, gosh, I got all these ideas. Like they, they just kept coming to me, like all this stuff. And then when I didn't work a nine to five and I had the time to actually do it, like, where the fuck did they go? Like it wasn't coming at the same frequency. It, it wasn't there. So, there's something to like just doing other things that inspires the thing that you're creative about. I guess it kind of makes sense because sometimes when you try to focus too much on one thing, you're forcing it. So it's not really coming to you naturally. Hence the reason why nothing comes to you during those, like, you know, the time that you supposedly set aside to work on it. Yeah. So the word that you used was you tried to do it, right? Yeah. The word try actually means to fail. Aim to never use that word because I either do it or I don't. Did I do it? Did I not? Because even if I did something and I didn't necessarily accomplish exactly what I said to accomplish, I did get closer. And that's actually part of the process of doing something, of completion. It's all the errors that it takes in between from start to finish. That's doing it. 
And you know, come to think about it, all the times I quote unquote tried doing something, I wasn't really putting that much into it. Yeah. It was more like, okay, um, let's see. And then five minutes later, it's like, nah, I'm not doing this yeah. anymore. Well, technically, I wasn't doing it anyways. <laughs> yeah, because you really didn't want to. Like, so Gary Vee says something that just like stuck out to me and like heard this probably like a few years ago. He was like, it's not that you're lazy. You probably just really don't like the thing that, that you think you want to do. I was like, I've never thought about it like that. That's actually very interesting. Like, damn, maybe I just don't like these things. So for me, as a person who prides himself and actually being able to learn how to do anything that I choose to, I discovered that there were things that I can learn to do. And just because I can do them and I can learn to do them and learn to be good at them doesn't mean that I want to do it. So <laughs> decided not to do those things. Look at you, man, already have me thinking. Man, it's no coincidence. Like I've actually, I've been looking forward to this all day. Like, cause we've tried before, like you said, there was times we would like try to, and it just didn't quite happen. And even last, we were supposed to do this last week and then something came up. Um, but today was like the day it was supposed to happen. Like for me, um, I just kind of hit like a reset button. I found myself kind of doing certain activities, certain actions that aren't in alignment with my higher self. So I had to like, okay, sit down and go back to like this formula that I have to put myself back on track. Like it, I've developed a thing that if I ever feel like I'm off track where it's like, okay, you do this, this will set you back up. Right. And last night I reached out to a friend to ask him, I, I reached out to ask him a question. So I ended up hitting him up today. And he called me. I thought he was just going to like send me the instructions or something, but he FaceTimed me. Like we had like a half hour conversation this morning that turned into like a really good exchange beyond just showing me how to do that. It's funny how like last week I had days where like I literally was like waking up and just throughout the day, I was just like, damn, I just don't feel like it just feels awkward. It's no coincidence that I wasn't working out two weeks prior to, right? Like I wasn't doing a lot of movement. I was sleeping a lot schedule was just all in shambles and then the moment i actually sat down to get some sleep and then worked out the following day i felt like the best that i've felt in like the past two weeks gotta move man gotta move like we have to move and you know that that's something that i've been telling one of my friends a lot because he just recently went to taiwan to study as well and so i'm like you know bro now that winter break is upon you Sure, the weather might be different. Um, you might be lazy sometimes, but you got to force yourself to get up and get outside and just walk around. Just don't be caged up for too long because it will affect you. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of Taiwan, how does it feel to be back in Belize after being there for pretty much your, your adult life so far? Man, it has been a challenge being back home. I'm not going to lie yeah. about it. Especially given that PG is very, I don't want to use it, but it's the truth. It's very underdeveloped. Yeah. Out of all, probably the entire country, it's probably one of the most underdeveloped like towns per se, if not the most. 
And so when you go from living in a big city and then you come here, that's a complete opposite. It's like, ah. <laughs> yeah. And especially, especially given the fact that the town that I knew growing up, it isn't even like that anymore. It, it took steps back rather than moving forward. So it's like, in what way? Like just visually speaking, just looking at the town. Mm -hmm. When I was younger, everything looked better. The streets looked better. Um, you didn't see trash all over the place like you do now. And so like, wow. it, it feels more like it's moving towards like a wasteland. That kind ah, of stuff, you yeah. know. PG always, like for me when I went, like that's where I'd be looking forward to go because it's like, yo, it's like by the sea, it's beautiful, it's cool, it's calm, but damn. I think especially now that you haven't been here in such a long time, you're going to see the bigger difference because the PG you knew was like so many years ago. And then yeah. fast forward to now, you know, Based off expectations, you at least expect something to improve or at least remain the same, but can't be really said about here. So is that because there's like people just aren't upkeeping things? Um, well, clearly, if there's like, uh, you know, like you said, there's a lot of pollution, like people just littering um, everywhere. So it's like, are those like just not jobs that people want or like were they there once upon a time? Or is it they've never been there and it's just like, okay, now we're seeing what happens by not having that in place. I think it's just like a, a lack of civic pride per se. Like, mm. like I know, for example, like the older generation, they're more like, okay, I'll keep this piece of plastic in my pocket until I get home or until I see the nearest trash bin. There's this mentality that I hear a lot of people say. And so many times when I see like friends or what's not about to throw something on the ground, I'm like, bro, don't do that. And the, the initial response is like, you know, I'm creating a job for someone. But truth be told, there isn't anyone that has such a job at all. So you're just creating more filth all over the place versus creating a job for someone. That's just the mentality that we have. Oh, man. I don't know if you can blame it on COVID to an extent for why it is where it is now. Because back in 2020, prior to COVID, I don't feel like my memories don't tell me like it felt this way. It's just now it's yeah. like, like, what, what is going on here? Like, what the hell happened? And truth be told, like a lot of people around my age, they're moving away because, well, one, jobs are little to none around here. So like my generation, you see more and more people moving to maybe Belmopan, um, Belize City to try to find a job. Mm. Man, that's crazy because that means that somebody's going to come in and swoop up all that land property and then PG is going to get gentrified, so to say. It's going to become a tourist spot. As it as does almost everywhere else where, you know, when the people from here move away, the only other people that will swoop in are the foreigners. It is what it is at this point. Mm. I mean, I'm in a situation where I try not to think too much about it. 
because yeah. I'm at a place where if I speak too much, people might say you're being a little bit too negative. They may be right to an extent, but at the same time, mm. it's kind of hard for me to wrap around the thought of where I see things going. Are we just allowing it to slip away? What can we do? I'm not saying people like they haven't tried, but you know, we can we see, but like you said, tried is failure. So <laughs> are we not doing anything about it? So I don't know. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. But you know, that it's like that creates something for somebody else where somebody devalues something. Thing. it creates value for a person with the right vision yeah and that's all that you it know? is you need the right person to come along with the right resources the right ideas to make a difference but until then this is where we're at and yeah yeah so where do you see yourself like location wise like you have it your way right now you get to go where you want to go where you're going um, honestly, uh, going back to Taiwan, if I could just make that decision in a snap of a finger, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So when you say going back to Taiwan, would you like live there? Like that, that's where you want to consider home? Um, to an extent, you know, like I I've come to the conclusion, right? Ever since being back, you know, because it's a small community, more often than not, almost everyone knows each other. Or you at least yeah. know someone that knows that person and whatever. But since I got back, because I've been away for a while, sometimes it feels like I don't know. Like I feel like a stranger in my own hometown. Yeah. Like being in Taiwan, being in a big place where no one knows me, you don't really feel any type of way because that's not the way it is there anyways. You know, smaller communities, you feel that connection. There's more of a tight knit bond to an extent with everyone, there's a connection. Whereas when you know you're in a big city, it is expected that you probably don't even know a lot of the people 10 minutes away from you, which is fine. But when you come back to a place that you're supposed to feel like you're a part of it and you don't feel like it, that makes you, you know, uh, kind of feel out of the loop. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. Like I found um, peace with being like just this one person walking amongst strangers like it has a level of peace to it because at the same time when no one knows you you can just go out for a walk without anyone trying to interact with you you just go and do what you have to do and then you go back home and you repeat the process to that extent you only interact with the people that you want to interact with and that's about it however yeah when you're in a place where this person might know your parents or whatever. You might have to socialize more. And I'm not that big on socializing. <laughs> so it's like, uh. Says the man with a podcast. Hey, th this to is. Talk from, to other people. <laughs> this is, you know, and that, that's, the, that's the weirdest thing ever. Like even one of my mom's friends told her, like when she found out I have a podcast, she's like, I didn't expect him to really have a podcast because He's a more reserved person, but it, it's, I don't know, it, because most of the time it's one-on-one -on -one conversation. So it's still not, you know, being dropped into a crowd and having to just speak with people. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's just weird because while I was in Taiwan, like 
a lot of people used to like to tell me, you're very um, social. You're, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm a shy person. They're like, no, you're not. And I'm like, what am you I? Know. What am I giving off? Because I know back home, <laughs> if, if, I'm, if I'm at a crowd, I'm, like, let's say, for example, I'm at a sports game and I'm walking in front of the crowd. If I have to walk in front of so many people to get from point A to point B, in my mind, I'm like, ah, let's just get let's just get to that part really fast. Let's just you do you watch anime real quick? Do you watch anime? I have watched a little bit here and there. My biggest problem is my lack of concentration and the necessity. <laughs> you need to read the subs, so it's like, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I was just gonna say you're like one of the people who has an inner dialogue in their head, right? Like so. How you said you're walking through a crowd and in your head, you're like, how do I get there? You know, through all these people, right? That inner dialogue. Do you know that like only 20% of the world has that? Well, I'm a part of that 20 for sure. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. And it's just like, oh, it's just like, oh, I thought that, I thought that everybody just. Like, Honestly, I, I thought, now that you put that number out there, I, I literally thought everyone thought that way. Like everything I'm doing, like, if I'm passing in front of any amount of people or pretty much anything I'm doing, I'm like, there's a lot of thoughts like, okay, we do this, we do that. Okay, just walk straight, walk in the line, um, try not to miss a step, try not to fall along the way, try not to make <laughs> too much eye contact. It's like, you know, I'm coaching myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you have that inner monologue and like that's like, so anime's, are like notorious for that they'll be like they'll be in like a fucking mid fight right they got time to think like you see like they show you like this is what the person is thinking right but it's like yo you're in a fight and you're supposed to be moving this fast how the fuck you got time to think this clear of a thought but that's really <laughs> how fast it is like whatever you're doing with the inner monologue it moves that fast but i i know what that's like because like, I, I sidetracked this a little bit but going back to how you said it in belize people think you're reserved but in taiwan they're like your social that goes to show you all this stuff is relative it's all perspective based right yeah. their culture may their culture may be a bit more reserved in taiwan i don't know what it's like but would you say that it's more reserved than belief to be fair yeah i feel like i don't know if i'm generalizing i, I may be wrong but i feel like asian culture is more reserved meanwhile over here we're more you know, we're more Just listen to the music. Just listen to the music. That tells you it right. Listen, if I were to tell you to think of Asian music, like listen right now to just imagine what an Asian song sounds like, right? Using their instruments. You have a thing. It's very smooth. It's very flowing. It's very, like you think of like flutes and like a few string instruments, right? Yeah, something very soothing and calm. Now, when you talk about some soca, you're talking about drums, rhythm, right? You're talking about loud instruments, right? Yeah. Baseline. That right there tells you the difference, how the people react, right? So in Belize, compared to like the people there, because the people were more out there like that, right? As a people. So when you're shy there, because you've had to interact with people, like you said, living in that small town, right? Where it's like, yeah, you're reserved for there, but those small interactions, you take those and go do those small interactions in a really reserved place, you seem social. True. 
But like I could also see the difference because compared to like people from the other parts of the Caribbean and what's not that I've met while out there, they because you know that's the average personality from our culture out there, they are very over the top when you compare it. Like I'm I'm social and then like the average person's like all the way up there. Yeah. Through the roof. <laughs> well, blessings to your podcast. And it's funny. It's because of your podcast and what you said about your podcast that we even have this having this episode on your podcast. Like you said, right? The ideas they come up in very weird ways. They they find a way to just come at you when you least expect them. And here we are. Hopefully, this doesn't mean we wait until February next year after we're done with this one. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. You know, but I think it just happens. I think they. I think it happens when they're supposed to. Like, because me and you like communicate through IG decent amount, but what you wrote about feeling like. I don't know if you still feel this way. It might have been like a past thought that you had about your podcast where you felt like imposter syndrome. I mean, it, right? it comes and goes for me. So what is an imposter? To me, an imposter is someone that is like faking it to me. Okay. You're, you're not the real deal. You're yeah. just cop. You're, you know, you're trying to be that person, but you're not. But everybody tried to do something that somebody else did before, right? Like, how many episodes have you done? Um, With this one, it's going to be 72. Dude, do you know how... They're saying... There was, I read the statistic. Like they said, like, most podcasts don't even make it to, like, past 25 episodes. <laughs> like, past 25. Like, dude, I've started a podcast before and, like, shot them, but then didn't even want to go home and edit them because I was like, yo, these are, like, three hours long. And I, it's like... I'm doing all the recording, all the editing, and I didn't want to go home and do all that. Right? So I didn't even I didn't even put like some of them out. There was probably like six or seven episodes that I just didn't put out because I was like I didn't want to go home and do the editing that it was going to take to actually get them out. So the fact that you've done this for seventy, how many? Seventy what? Seventy two. Seventy two episodes. Like that means you sat down and edited seventy two. Or even just put up 72, even to if you be, didn't do any editing. To be quite honest, I've probably recorded a bunch more that, like, I scrapped as well. And and that's going to always happen, right? Like, every, when you live with musicians, like, you know how, many, how much music we have that you don't hear? I mean, I feel like when it comes to music, what you do here is just a small amount of it. Yeah, but they do a podcast, though. It's like you're... You're, it's the same creative thing. It's producing something, right? They're actually very similar. It deals with audio and or visual, right? Yeah. So they, they have a commonality. You're using some type of program to manipulate audio, to cut audio, right? To edit audio. Same shit is happening in music. Like the same thing, just one, they have different purposes. For similar purposes, they're to entertain, to teach, right? Entertain and teach sometimes just to get something out, you know, to express an expression, right? To do that 72 times. I don't think you're understanding how big that is, right? Because 
I don't know if you're like getting endorsement or getting paid or anything, right? So I'm just going to, I'm going to assume that you aren't, right? The fact yeah. that you've done something, that you're doing something, that you've put out 72 episodes without being paid, like you're not getting paid for it now, but yet you still continue to do it. That's what being a podcaster is, right? You have to give people something to go back to, right? So everything that you've made in the past, like by the time people actually really catch on to what you're doing, right? By the time like, you're put in front of enough faces, you're going to have such a large catalog to go back to that you're going to all of a sudden see a, it uptick in those numbers. So everything that you're doing right now, you're doing it. Like you're taking shots in the gym right now, right? You're putting up those 10,000 shots and you're doing it, right? Yeah, you have days where you say you're not as consistent as you'd like to be, right? Typically, when you when you do that, you're probably looking at a small sample size of time relative to your entirety where it's like, damn, I've actually done quite a lot, right? Give yourself some kudos. That's why I was asking you, you got the round of applause? I needed to give you a round of applause for continuing because it's no small feat what you're doing. I wanted you to have some pride and know that you're on your right track. Appreciate that, like, big time. Um, my my biggest problem is, I don't know, like, I tend to, I get caught up in what isn't happening rather than what is actually happening. I think a lot about it hasn't gotten to the, how to say, hasn't gotten the amount of recognition per se. But then many times I also look at it like, Am I looking for recognition from people that doesn't even matter if they give the recognition, you know, because they are going to be a, like, my mind is all over the place when it comes to it. Yeah. So that when your mind is all the way, you need to ask yourself certain questions, right? Because now, okay, you've gotten to the flow. You have, you, I imagine that you can probably get these done fairly quickly now, right? You have a routine, you have a, an actual training manual for yourself on how to record, edit, and upload to where it's pretty efficient now, correct? Yeah. Like now you, you want it to get noticed by people. That's a, it's okay to want those things, right? Like that's why anybody puts anything out, right? Is we as humans like attention. That's why social media is there. We like attention, right? You, if you're putting content out, you want it to be seen. You want to share it, right? Yeah. So first of all, just accept that. You, you want people to know about it, okay? You get past that hurdle when you can accept that that is what it is because there's like a, this stigma about seeking attention. You also have to ask yourself why you're seeking it, which gets deeper, right? And what you want to do with it when you get it. Those are the deeper whys for your, like a personal level. But now since you're doing that, you want to attract an audience. You need to figure out who that what that audience looks like. What's their age range? Um, what type of life experiences do they have? So on and so forth, etc. Most likely, start with yourself. Figure out who you are as an audience member, right? Write those things down because you, 
you're typically looking for yourself just in various stages of yourself. There's a, there's like a Josh, Joshua Vernon prototype who matches characteristically up with you, similar, very similar to you. That isn't quite where you are, right? You're a bit more advanced than they are. And so them seeing you do it may be the triggering thing in their life that inspires them to do whatever it is that they want to do, if that's what you're aiming for, right? So you have to understand who your audience is. Next, you may want to think about, okay, what else can I do with this, right? I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this next step. This is the next part of what I have to do, the next stage, right? And that's how you get over feeling like an imposter, is because when we see a polished podcast, what you don't see, you don't see the, the audiovisual people. They might have somebody else who's editing the videos, right? It's a whole staff of people that make a podcast really be what it is. It's not just talking. That's just the entertainment part. And see me, my path as a musician eventually landed me to doing audiovisual work. So being in the background. So I've seen it all. Like I've built concerts now. Like I've been a part of crews that put together and take down stages and the lights and to set up displays, to set up microphones, make sure everything's running the way it's supposed to. It takes a lot to make this because you're really what you are as a podcast that you have probably haven't thought of. You're a media company <laughs> because you're making media. Never really looked at it from that perspective. That, that's what it takes to be a podcast is, is a media. Like when I get on and do my nightcaps, I put the phone up. That's my source to capture video. And I talk and right now I'm just letting it capture, you know, what I'm saying, speaking loud enough so that the microphone catches that from the phone. Right now, like I said, I'm not worried about polishing it up. I'm not worried about the polished version. I'm not worried about that. I'm giving myself the ability to move forward with it, right? Like, okay, there's something for me to do next, right? There's a step beyond this. Okay, polish it up. And that's what I'm working on now, but I don't want to take that effort to do it now when I'm still shooting just, these are just jump shots. I'm just getting ideas out. But I know that, oh, I'm a media company. At the end of the day, this is what it is. So when you change the perspective of what you're doing, you'll feel different, right? Like, it feels like a hobby right now because you're not being paid for it. 100%. <laughs> like, that's the, it feels like the crazy part about it is, is your hobbies eventually if you put in the, the right amount of practice and dedication to making them be better will eventually turn into something more. And you have to believe that you have to know where you want it to go. See kids who make it to the NBA, for example, right? They play basketball as a hobby, right? They're not getting paid to do it, but they're doing it. So they spent all the time developing the skill during the hobby phase. Because what makes you a professional at anything is when you're getting paid for it. Once you've been paid to do something, it's no longer a hobby. You got compensation, you got paid for it, which is a different responsibility. So right now, appreciate that you're in the hobby phase of it, that you're, again, you're in the gym right now, shooting your shots, getting better at it, tweaking things. Like, you know, I was talking to a coworker the other day and it was like, he threw something and I caught it. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. Like, I just, like, was thinking how 
what was the mechanics to catch this, right? Like you do something, I had to time it perfectly to apply the right amount of pressure, right angle to grip it, to catch it, right? Now this is going back to the anime of like thinking like of steps, things in steps, right? Like how it works. Beyond that, I just, you throw something, I just catch it and think nothing of it. But now it's like, oh, okay, cool. So Steph Curry, at one point in time, that's what he was doing with his jump shot. He was thinking the mechanics through. All those thoughts went through until the point that he thought about those things so much, they're baked into him now. He don't think about it no more. It's just there. When he shoots that shot, he already put it in his subconscious that that's what he's going to do. That this is how it feels. This is, that's how when he be shooting it and he can look away and he knows that it's good because he knows what a made three-pointer feels like because he broke down the mechanics of it. So same thing with your podcast. Break down the mechanics of it. Go a little deeper, right? I found that and when I feel like an imposter doing something, it means, oh, I need to go read something about what I'm doing that I really don't understand. I need to learn it deeper than I understand it now because I'm probably at the level of where I've mastered that level and I need to grow. I need to go get uncomfortable with it again. Yeah, that's it right there. I think I've gotten to a point where I'm, I, I have ideas of what to do, but I'm like, it's, it's going to force me to go into a position where I'm not comfortable. I'm like, ah, do I really want to go there? But I got to go there. You have to. You want to experience something that you've never experienced in life. That's what, what our goals are, right? Because we want to experience something that we've imagined, but we don't know what it feels like in the physical sense to happen, right? We want to experience something new. How are you going to experience something new if you never do anything new? You have to grow. You have to get, you have to get over certain hurdles. And I think that's where you may be at right now. Is you're at a, you, again, 72 episodes. That's a, that's a lot, right? And now it's like, okay, what's next? It's a new challenge because that's not even a challenge for you. It's not even a challenge for you anymore to get these episodes up. Like I said, you know exactly what it's going to take to today's example of an episode where it's like two parts. You got to put these together. You already know in your mind how you're going to do this. But I know this experience is very, very different. The feeling that you get from doing this episode it's very, very different than the one that you did for your very first episode. That first one, you had no idea what you're doing. You just did it. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, I, I didn't even do shit. I just recorded. Um, my roommate was the one that had to kind of deal with the audio and everything. I was just there like, okay, bet. Yeah. So from there, you've learned how to do things, right? And you just have to, you have to go to the next level, right? You just got to keep going to the next level, to the next one, and to the next one, until you, until you get to where you want to be. Yep. I think it's about time. I got uncomfortable. Yeah. Because guess what? Being comfortable is an illusion. How so? Okay. Let's say you're sitting in front of a tree, right? About 100 feet behind you, but to the side of you, is a tiger that sees you, right? Tiger's hungry. Tiger noticed you. Tiger's like, I'm going to go eat him. But you're comfortable sitting in, in the tree. From the moment that tiger saw you, you were in danger. You just weren't aware of it. True. 2020, the idea of having a job was so secure until everybody was like, oh, no, fuck your job. Stay in the house. 
that job wasn't as secure as you thought it was. Now they do provide a level of stability, but what you saw is that at any given moment, that shit could be gone. So the idea of being comfortable, it's all in your, it's all in your mind. It doesn't really exist because you just don't know. Because there's everything about the unknown that's around you. You just don't know it. Have you ever, I'll share an example. So another one. When I'm driving and it's like, damn, fuck, I missed this light. Right? That's one way to think about it. You don't know. If you catch that light, right, you have no idea circumstances are going to be. You catch that light, it may be a car that's going to hit you. Right? You may get a flat tire run over some shit that's in the road. Right? Million things. Right? Could be a good thing that happens, but it didn't. So I always look at it like, oh, where this is at is where I'm supposed to be. Like the way that this happened was how it was supposed to be. But it could have been like that was saving me from something else. You know, I didn't catch it for a reason. Sometimes, yeah, like when you look back at it, then you realize that, oh, well, that's like for the few situations that you actually find out the what if. Then you're like, oh, I'm, I'm glad that didn't happen. Yeah. I just wanted to tell you, like, on podcast that you're doing an amazing job. And in case nobody told you that you're important, that you're very important in this world. Because this world, as it is constructed today, does not exist the way it does without you being a part of it. So, therefore, you are important to this world. Really appreciate that. To avoid us from... Because I feel like we, we could we could go until Zoom cuts us off and do it all over again. Um, yeah. Well, we save whatever thoughts. Well, we can't really save them. It's whatever comes when it comes. We make it happen in another episode. Maybe less than 12 months away. Who knows? Yes. <laughs> but, you know, very appreciate you. Always appreciate you taking the time out. So far, the three episodes that I've done with you, well, three, including this one, they have allowed me to think a lot about different things that I like I tend to overlook. So I appreciate that. And the conversation is always engaging. Always. Love you, cousin. Man, feelings mutual. Love you too, man. Peace and sneeze, peace and sneeze, whatever the subs (laughs) want to do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Until next time, I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.